what up everybody you are back at another episode of if the truth be told podcast with ty i am here today on a cold balmy day in milwaukee wisconsin but it's a good day it's always a good day when you're above ground um we have some great topics to talk about we have some things that we want to discuss with you um the episode topic for today is what's beef Beef is when you need to, I'm not even going to go down that route for y'all that are younger than me, Notorious B.I.G., rest in peace. But um, I have my boy here, Vince Lamar. He hit it off so good on the first podcast. We had a lot of rave reviews. I had to, I had to have him back for another episode. But before we get to him, we're going to pray because we always put God in the center of everything. So we want to make sure that we pray um, all hearts and minds clear. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We lift you up. We thank you for another opportunity to be on the airwaves today, oh God. God, we ask that you open up our minds, our understanding. Let something be said to draw those who have walked away back to you. And God, we give you all the glory, the honor, and praise because that's what due to, that's what's due to you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Vince. What's going on, Ty? How you doing, man? Pretty good. I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm blessed, man. I'm so happy you were able to take time out of your busy day. He has a lot of orders that he has to fulfill. He has a lot of meetings that he has to do. But he was able to come by and uh, sit down with us and talk. So how we normally do this, we're going to talk about some current subjects that's going on. Then we're going to get to the meat of the matter. Is that cool? Sounds like a plan. All right. So, did you watch the Oscars the other night? I watched a portion of it. Okay. I saw the uh, Lady Gaga and um, Bradley Cooper's. What did you think about that? I thought it was pretty smooth. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I, I thought that, it was pretty good. I'm not in that wave of country music or that, but it, it sounded good. It sounded dope. I thought it was different for her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I feel like every artist goes through a point in their career where they're reinventing themselves Mm -hmm. you know and um i felt like it was a i felt like it was a good performance it was a very solid performance um you know one of the things that uh with like award shows and different things like that that i primarily watch for is you know fashion because that's what i do you know (laughs) okay who was the bomb and who was a dud you gotta tell me what you think Keep it real. Keep it one hundred, bro. Keep it one hundred. I would say um, I, I was not feeling uh, what Kerry Washington uh, came with, and I love her. I didn't see her. Um, she she had on she had on some. Um, Let me look it up while you talking. She had on some interesting dress. Um, wasn't really feeling it. Um, <laughs> that, but that's just that's just my opinion. <laughs> but um, you know who I felt like was killing the game who who came with it. I love that purple suit uh Spike Lee. He, he, word he, up he, Brooklyn stand up. He he killed it with that one. Man. Um like only he could have pulled that off. It may be me. <laughs> I, I I love Spike. Um I've grown up watching his movies. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of y'all weren't alive when Do the Right Thing and uh the one that was on the Netflix special. I forgot what it was. Um but when he was Mars Blackman he had the Jordans. He was just always cool to me. I never knew that he never won an Oscar before. It was well deserved, and truth be told, like it was, it was overdue. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you um, think they they gave us respect as a people 
at the Oscars. Yeah, Kerry Washington was trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest things is um, when it comes to black film, mm. uh, our art and creativity is different. Okay. You know, like when I look at uh, movies that in even artists like from the Grammys or, um, you know, with movies, you know, that get entered into, you know, um, the Academy to win the awards. Uh, one thing that I notice is all of those movies have like a specific genre. Yeah, they do. You know, um, I, I can't pinpoint it, but it's like you when you've made that movie, like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's like one of those things that, you know, so it's like, I can watch a movie and I know like, it's going to be a classic, it's going to be a classic, you know, and, um, there's black classics, mm -hmm. but then there's classic classics. Okay. Like Friday is a classic, classic, classic in the black, in the black community. I don't think Ice Cube won a Oscar. No, from that. No, but it's no a classic it's, in, in our culture. It is, um, I think stuff should be erased like a Medea movies, but I'm not gonna go down that route. <laughs> but Quit hating on Tyler, I'm, man. Medea about to die. Thank God. <laughs> I'm going to the funeral and I'm going to save my peace and let her die. But I love Tyler Perry as a person, but um, getting back to movies, there's certain things, there's certain staples, like you say, the Fridays, the uh, Soul Plane, the Roots, the uh, a lot of good stuff that- Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Menace to society, um, above the rim. Um, if we can go into the two thousand, baby boy. Babe. <laughs> but you know what? BET kind of messed that one up. They 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 played that one way too much. <laughs> way too much. They played Notorious every week. That, baby boy. Now nah, Notorious was not a classic. I, I think Dude. I think the young man that played big, I think I think he did his thing. But you know what? If I had it my way, I would take the uh dude who played Pac. Mm -hmm. I would take the dude who played Biggs. Whatever dude that is that they always get to play Shook, like he kills it every time. Yeah, he do. Like he's he's consistent. I would take him, I would get um cute. Um, Ice Cube's son, uh, O'Shea, uh, well, O'Shea Junior. I would get um, dude who played Easy E, uh, Jason Mitchell, okay. um, like all of them. Uh, they still need to find the right Snoop though. Snoop was trash. They Snoop was trash. I didn't, I didn't even see the Tupac movie, <laughs> and I, they never do his character justice. They never do his. And the problem is that. Because I grew up around that time, and I know you were probably small during that time. Tupac was just so different. Mm -hmm. why, why, are we, why are we talking about that? We can go a whole different podcast about just <laughs> 90s music and, and all that jazz. But um, getting back to the Oscars, um, I, I was dope. Black Panther got some love. Yes, got some that respect. they did. Um, like you said, uh, the brother that did Green Book. Won an Oscar. I'm you sorry. know what? I've been wanting to see that film. Me like too. when I saw the preview for it, I knew that that was going to be a classic. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that you know it when you see it. Mm -hmm. it. It has that it factor, right? You know, it was love. It was yeah. love, and I thought that uh, you know people were mad that there were certain people that didn't win, but I thought it was pretty even. I but you know what? Every everybody's not going to win. No. You know, um, one of everybody's favorite is going to lose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's just a fact of Get the matter. Over it. Get Sorry. over it. 
Crimea River. Yeah. I'm like, we come from a time where we weren't even shown us getting Oscars. And the only time we should, brother got an Oscar was when we were playing gangsters like Denzel or you were taking off your clothes like Holly. So I, I appreciate them paving the way. Bro, did you just come for the legends? I, I, didn't, I didn't come <laughs> for the legends. I'm just saying that they did a great job, but there were so many that came before them that didn't even go that route. I'm yeah, like, that's, it's the only time real. you do a good job is when you're playing a gangster, you're taking off your clothes. Which they did phenomenal jobs mm-hmm. in both of those films, but it was just like, wow, they're really recognizing us, especially millennials, as a coming wave, a coming force in today's time. You know what? I like Hallie, but I don't put her in that category. As like a Oscar? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Get up right now. Leave, <laughs> leave. exit stage. You know, left. like when I think of. Uh, Oscar, like Regina King, kudos yeah, to her. Kudos to her, man. man. Kudos to Regina King. She, bro. she, she, she well deserved. I mean, well deserved. I mean, she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, Oscar worthy. Oscar worthy. Um, uh, Angela Bassett. Uh, I don't think she's ever won one, but Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Denzel's, uh, the Chadwick Bosemans, like those actors that can really own you know another character um you know especially historical figure mm-hmm. and then you look and it's like they bring that person to life all over again right you know it's like when when you got that type of skill set like it's unstoppable you, you you are all right with me in my book all right with me and i'm a big <laughs> movie buff and i got a whole bunch of movies i gotta go into and watch and Green Book's one of them. Um, all those movies. Black Klansman, I got to check that out. I heard that's good. I heard that's very good. Based off a true story. So much respect, much honor to all the Oscars winners. Those who were not fly on that night, I'm sorry to hear that. I'll try again next year. But those who were fly, spiked with the gold Jordans. Word. I love it. Um, just be yourself. Be you. Be different. Be, um, be excellent. So... We're going to transition a little bit from Oscars. Um, I want to talk about two of the newest members of the men's department choir in Cook County Jail, uh, <laughs> Jesse Smollett and Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly, also known as R. Kelly. So, Jesse Smollett. Um, That's how you know he in trouble. You got a full government name. <laughs> Dude. Robert Sylvester <laughs> Kelly. Dude. I'm sorry. I, I'm more mad at Jesse Smollett because, first of all, I used to be, I, I don't like Empire, and I'm the only few black people that don't like Empire. And no no disrespect to him. I thought that Lee Daniels, all of them do their thing. It's just not for me. Don't get me wrong. The, the numbers have been great. People have been watching it for past five, six seasons. But when this whole story broke about him going to Chicago and him getting mugged and him getting beat up and MAGA country and this and that. I knew from the jump he was lying. I knew from the jump, bro. What what gave you the indication that he was lying? So Chicago is a different type of city. Chicago is majority Democrat. There is Republicans and stuff. I don't really get into politics and stuff, but that's not a particular area that people with that mindset are from, especially the area that he was at. And people randomly wearing ski masks with a MAGA hat and different things at 2 a.m. in the morning. It just sounded completely 
off the wall. Sound like an episode of Empire. You don't think something off the wall could happen? I so, mean, like could, when when banks get robbed, I don't think they, you know, go in and say, you know what, the bank is going to get robbed today, or no, no, no and that's I'm going to get carjacked today. You know, that's true. But then I watched him after the attack. I looked at his face and pictures after the attack. I'm like, first of all, he wasn't beat up. He was not. He was probably pushed around, hit a few times, okay? And again, I want to give this caveat. I don't believe that we should condone any type of hate crime. I think we should love everybody no matter what walk of life you are in. I think the love of God needs to go to everybody. I won't, and we just need to recognize that hate crime is a crime and it's serious and we don't condone that. But when dude was getting up saying, I'm the gay Tupac, I'm this, I'm, the, I'm like, dude, what is you doing? You know, I'm like this. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty, uh-huh. you know, and um, the case is still open, you know, so I'm not going to uh, speak, you know, too, too, too soon. I understand. But I do feel that when you are in a position such as Jesse where you have money. You see, there's different type of problems in this life. Mm-hmm. There's poor people problems, and there's rich, rich people, problems. people problems, and then there's Hollywood problems. Oh, yeah. And now, though I'm not rich, I can't understand rich people problems. No, not yet. Not yet, mm-hmm. at least. We speak that into life um, right now. Not, not yet. And uh, I'd have never been in Hollywood. I can't understand Hollywood problems. Mm-hmm. But I could tell you about some poor folk problems. <laughs> <laughs> been through some things. You know, been through some things. I could tell you about some middle class problems, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, you know, what I'm subjected to right now. Um, I, I think when you start dealing with Hollywood and you start dealing with money and you gain access and you're connected to people on different levels and if you tick certain people off you know they have the power to make your life a living hell put you down put you down under the dirt you know and um i think part of it is i just watch too much tv (laughs) don't we all (laughs) to our prayer time I should be praying or doing something for God right now. But I've been watching a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix, mm-hmm. a lot of movies. But with this brother, don't get me wrong. He he may have some issues in Hollywood. He may not be getting the breaks or whatever he needs or the salary he needs. But don't concoct some story that's so he, off the wall. That was so off the wall. You see, Ty, I think he's a great actor. Like, Oh, yeah, he is. And a great singer. Um what happened definitely does sound bizarre. Very. Like, very bizarre. And maybe he, you know, got the spirit of exaggeration. No, he <laughs> got the spirit, spirit of lying. A liar shall not tarry in my sight, <laughs> you saith know, the Lord. You know me, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, not be naive. But um, at the same time, um, the motive sounded just Off the weak. That was off the wall. Yeah. Because, like, I guess what I didn't understand was you're telling me that because his salary wasn't where he. Where he's purportedly making 100 grand an episode. Yeah. So it's like your your salary isn't where you wanted it to be. So then it's like you pull this stunt. Like, 
that didn't make me want to watch Empire. No, no. <laughs> that didn't make me want to buy his music. Now, it's different when you die. You got that right. You know, when you die, um, you know, I, I know sales, like Go they say, you're room. worth more uh, dead than you are you alive. You got that right. You know, Michael Jackson album sales went up. Whitney Houston album yep. sales went up. Aretha Franklin album sales yep. went up. Spotify, iTunes, their spins have gone up through the roof. Exactly. You know, but um, I, I don't know what that stunt would have did for him if that truly was his intent. But, you know, that's just me um, looking at things from all angles. And I just kind of poke holes in the whole thing from Jesse's you know, side, and then also too with the law enforcement, I Paul calls in their side um, as well, because the truth of the matter is the whole thing just doesn't really make sense. None. You know, it's like make it make sense. Please, somebody help me, because people call me a hater. People call me, well, you don't like Jesse, you don't like Empire. I'm like, bro, I I really don't care what you do, but when you start getting to the point where you making false allegations spending enough time we've had enough time on this foolishness this has been on a news cycle for i don't know how long and i'm just like bro if you lied go to jail if you didn't keep it moving make your money do whatever you need to do but i'm just tired i think he's lying i think he's exaggerating a lot of stuff that happened the story was concocted um and i really am not going for it he needs to just like you said just <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm trying to get away from this cancel culture because i don't believe people these more chances and stuff. I believe in, in giving people another chance. But if you want to keep on going with this, you need to be canceled. You need to just go ahead and sing at some festival or something every blue moon and be good. But when does the restoration happen? You know, like when do we when do we restore people? When you stop lying. The thing is, um, you, you know, I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm, 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 I'm gonna leave that one. We're alone. gonna leave that alone because he could be a client of yours for suits and stuff. I don't want to get in the middle of your money, bro. I don't you know get... what? And no, I, let, let's be clear on something. I'm not defending Jesse at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I, I am unbiased. Okay. Um, because it's still an active investigation. And everything is allegedly, so and we don't everything, pursue. Everything is alleged. Exactly. Everything is allegedly. Um, you know, alleged. So, you know, I don't want to condemn the man, you know, but if he did do it, I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him. You know, that's what um, I need to do. Thank you. And, and, and that's, and that's just where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm truly praying for him. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. You know, I wasn't one of the ones sharing the, any of the memes or anything like that. I, I actually so didn't find it funny. Um, you know, but because that's somebody's life. Yeah. You know, that's somebody's career, you know, and he could very well. So maybe somebody that needs some help, you know, um, and it's like instead of laughing at him, um, you know, uh, the great Bishop Burt here in the city of Milwaukee says never look down on the man unless you help him pick him up. That's true. You know, so um, I'm picking that brother up in prayer. We're going to pick him up in prayer. I, I yeah. think I'm going to do that. And I'm picking, you know, uh, brother Robert Sylvester Kelly up in okay, prayer that's as well. Another story, man. <laughs> I got a daughter. And uh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this with Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly. I was there. I read the vibe back in the day when he married Aaliyah. And it mortified me as a 15, 14-year-old. I was a little young, like 14, 13 years old. And I'm like, bro, this man married a 14-year-old girl. Allegedly. 
No, it's not religious. It's a it's fact. It's fact. Mm-hmm. It's, you can go down there and see the marriage certificate. And I'm like, why was he not canceled back then? And and then when the the documentary came out, and I put this and I posted, I said, when this documentary drops, R. Kelly is done. I agree. Mm-hmm. What up with them parents, though? Bro. Dude, I am so mortified. Where the mama's at? Where, Where the them mama, daddy's at? <laughs> if someone, if R. Kelly came to me 10 years ago or whatever and said, I would like to take your daughter to help her sing, help her career. No, thank you. I'd rather get Raz B or something from B2K to help my daughter get better than that. No. I think the problem is opportunity. They see an opportunity and it's basically like you're selling your soul for an opportunity like so many people sell themselves short because they want to be in the mix Mm -hmm. you know but um like i said this is one of them hollywood problems this is one of them hollywood problems but i know one thing i knew they were going to circle around and get them i knew it you know what um he there's no justifiable um reason um you know for for his actions at all whatsoever and i think the challenging part too is i listened to an interview from uh r kelly's brother Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how they were molested by their older sister growing up and different things of that sort and it's like though i am extremely you know saddened to hear that story and about the things that happened to you and your siblings Mm -hmm. you know because uh children are innocent innocent you know they can't um, fend for themselves they can't fend for themselves they look for adults to be their protectors to be their shields you know and different things of that sort but then you got people like you know mr kelly that's abusing that you know Mm -hmm. and um it's 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 not right and it's like though you know what happened to him is real and his uh the effects and the impact on him may be real but you also have to get help please and and just as well as he knew that what his sister was doing to him and his brothers was not normal Mm -hmm. something should have clicked in his head as well to let him know that what he was doing was not normal right you know someone should have said look and Getting help is such a stigma in the black community. Um, admitting that there's an issue is such a stigma. But when you become destructive, not only to yourself, but to others, that's when the red flag needs to go off. That's when the people around you needs to throw a red flag. Like if you say, Ty, if I'm drinking too much and it's just affecting me, you can say, hey, that's something you need to do. But when I'm affecting and I'm driving and I'm uh, cursing people out and fighting and wilding out, that's when people who love me and who surround me need to say, look, this brother needs help. Because at the end of the day, he, a lot of people work under him. A lot of people are getting paid. Don't they understand that if he goes down, your paycheck goes? But the issue with that, too, though, is uh, I view it twofold. What if somebody who is working for Robert is in a situation like, yo, I really want to speak up. How many times have you wanted to speak up to your boss, but then you're afraid of the repercussions from speaking up? Or telling them that, you know what, you're wrong. You're not doing that right. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're not supposed to be doing that. Because the, what ends up happening is you start speaking up against certain things. People be ready to throw you away. Right. You know, so at the same time, it's like, yeah, you may end up getting locked up. 
um, at that point, that's on you. But then if I speak up and I say something, you know, then um, maybe they're going to, um, you know, not want to have me, you know, at the table or uh, even want me working for them anymore. You know, so it's like you kind of deal with it, um, you know, from that that standpoint as well, too. Right. It's a, it's a messed up situation all the way around. Um, it's something where I feel bad for all parties involved. I feel bad for – I even feel bad for Robert Sylvester Kelly. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to be responsible for our own, getting our own help. we got to be responsible for getting our own um, deliverance. Absolutely. But how do you deny his talents, though? You know, like everybody, you know, it's like we're canceling R. Kelly. And it's like though this man – has issues you cannot deny this man's his music creativity so good, man. his his music you know and his contribution to the music industry whether it be gospel secular whether he's like you man. cannot deny that no it, it's it's almost like um we say in church hate the sin but not the person yeah. you know and um rather right wrong indifferent one thing I cannot take away from this man is his God-given talent. The man can go. God, man can. Ga- God gave him that talent. I, I can't take his talent away from him, but I do not condone his actions. I, I'm on the same boat as you. I think he's amazing. Um, for the past 30 years, he have made anthems. A lot of children have been made off of his music. I'm just keeping 100. Um, <laughs> he has been at different weddings um churches have sang i believe i can fly all over the all over the world um you cannot deny he has been such a contributor to the music and if we canceled everyone who was legit we couldn't listen to elvis we couldn't listen to tupac we couldn't listen to a lot of gospel artists who were involved in scandals and stuff like that so like i said i'm on the same boat as you um we don't want to cancel the sinner but we do want to cancel the sin. And until he gets the help, he, maybe he needs to sit in Cook County until he's able to recognize, look, I have an issue. I need help. I need, I've need. i dealt with this for the last 30, 40 years, and other people are being affected. A bright man posted bail. Wh- whoever that lady was that gave him 100 <laughs> grand, dude, you better do a formal concert in her backyard in the springtime or something because she – um, you don't have $100,000 to get out of jail and you're R. Kelly? I'm telling you, like, rich people problems is, is something totally different. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, sometimes they got money held up, you know, and, you know, stocks and bonds and different things of that sort. Um, and honestly, a lot of times they're just ca- they're cash poor. Cash poor don't don't have access to liquid cash. A hundred grand. You yeah. you wrote I believe I can fly. You wrote, sang, perform. You don't have. You must have been paying off a lot of people. And he, the boy, the man can't read or write, so his accountants must be having a field day with him. <laughs> so I'm just like, when we get to it, people, and we gotta talk about that at another time. It's just about finances. I'm like, you need. You you don't have a hundred thousand to get out of jail, bro. Don't get me started on finances. Uh, we ain't gonna go down there. <laughs> so we're praying for him. 
we're believing that God can deliver anyone, whether you're in the palace or in the prison. Um, <laughs> so you so shady, man. So you're so whatever shady. Whatever they do, God be with them. We're praying for you. We're praying for the victims, um, those who have been affected by all this foolishness. And uh, I believe justice will be served. And whatever God has for them, it is what it is. And God can restore and redeem. So. That is that with Mr. The two newest members of the Cook County Jail Men's Choir. Um, <laughs> okay, so now this has been bothering me. I've seen my phone's been blowing up. Uh, your boy from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson, um, got jammed up again with um, a friend of the family, friend of the Kardashians, Jordan Woods. Um blown away I'm like you are with the what they say the pinnacle of women in the world and I don't want to get beat up on Twitter or, or Facebook but they're rich they're beautiful they're having your child why are you messing that up bro first uh, shout out to uh, Uncle Will and Auntie Jada <laughs> Um, for, for giving this young lady a platform Red to, table. to share her truth. Um, well, I can't even say her truth. Um, she, she didn't tell the full truth. Okay. Um, from what I gathered from her interview, mm -hmm. um, there are some key points that she left out. Um, I had some follow up questions to a great portion of her uh answers that she gave to auntie jada um one both of them are um guilty as charged um jordan i don't know if you ever hear this you might i don't know the world is insane i don't know who's yeah. connected to who but uh, she may not ever hear this, and um, it, it may not meet, mean much. But uh, to the ladies that's out there that's listening to this, one, if there's a young lady that you consider your best friend or like your sister, mm -hmm. and her man is having an event, if they ain't there, bro. You don't need to be there. Collect your offering under you're preaching no right now. circumstances. <laughs> no circumstances. Like, why are you there? Why your 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 mutual friend who you all have in common, your sister, your bestie, your rider, your woe. If they ain't there, why are you there? No. Me, me, and my, you, you know what I mean. Me and my homeboys, we have a specific thing. When we go over to each other's house, let's say I, I have you over in my house and my wife is there. And I have to go do something. Oh yeah, you got to go with me. You can't be chilling there. Absolutely, because at, if Ty, I have no reason to stop by your house, and if you're not there, Amen, sir. You know what I mean, Amen, sir. Unless you gave specific instructions to your wife to hand me something you at should the not door, be chilling over there, man. What What am I there for? And with alcohol, whatever drugs was there. That's just a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. But, um, you know, that's that's just my biggest thing with that whole situation is she shouldn't have been there. And, and that's just the truth of the matter. Um, you don't ever want to 
have your uh good character even spoken of that's true you know and it's like though that may not have been your original intent when you went don't even put yourself in a situation where your integrity could be compromised because once your name is drafted in mud you can't get that back and you were connected to one of the richest you know how much access she had you know what at the same time, it's like, yeah, they're rich, they're wealthy, access, but you know what? That don't make you a good friend. That don't make you a good sister. That don't make you any less toxic right. or anything like that. That just means that you just got money, and that's all. Yeah. But you, so many lives are affected. Um, both families are affected. She's affected. I, I think I'm sure she's embarrassed. She's embarrassed, but that's when you just fade to black. You're just like, hey, this is what happened. And no one, I think people respect that more than, oh, I want to say my side of the story, which I I, re, I respect the fact that Will and Jada, Auntie Will and Jada, shout out to them again for giving her that 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 um, vehicle to say how she feels. But when you know you're involved with somebody, you need to just, just, just fade to black. Just say, look, this is what happened. I was wrong. Let me be redeemed from what has happened to me. Let me not make the matters worse by saying, oh, well, um, this is what happened. He came on to me first, and she wasn't. No. And that's where I get black and white with things. Um, Say what happened. And leave it Own it and, and be done with it. Keep Move going. on for it. I, I don't want to hear the fluff. I, I, I don't care about that. It's like acknowledge what happened and what's the action plan on moving on from here. Right. You know, it's like that's when you own your truth. But when we start pointing fingers and, well, you know, they hit me up first. Like, that doesn't even matter. Because at, at this point, the offense has already occurred. So what are we going to do different? Like, how do we grow from here? Where do we go from Where, here? Where's the next step? Exactly. But can I be 100% honest? Go ahead. You're going to do that anyway. I won't, I won't, truth be told. <laughs> I don't condone cheating. I don't condone breaking up families. I don't condone none of that. But if someone was to do that, I would pray that it would be somebody so far removed from friends and family that if it was to find out, they can say, okay, that person's been cast. But when you do dirt, whether it be in church, like I never understood people who want to mess around with people that they go to the same church or they go to the same job or they go why do you why do you do this at the places of worship i think why can't you just remove yourself if that's what happens because granted none of us are perfect all of us have gotten into stuff but why do it so close to home can i answer that yes please because i don't think they're going to get caught that's stupidity i remember i was talking to one of the uh youth that i mentored and he decided that he wanted to uh, start selling drugs right and as I was talking to this young man and um, I asked him why, you know, did he choose to go this route? So he was sharing with me his philosophy and different things like that. And I told him, I said, you know, you're only going to get out of this three ways. I said, you're either going to uh, die in it, out in the streets. You're going to go to jail or either you're going to voluntarily exit on your own. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, None of the above gonna happen. Sad. And I told him, I said, bro, I said, you think like every other person that got caught. 
<laughs> or that's in jail. I said, do you think they woke up and said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get jammed up today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get jammed up today. I'm going to go to jail today. Or I'm going to die today. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't wake up with that thought on their mind. Never. And I said, we're human. We all slip up. You know, no we, one's perfect. Nobody's perfect. We, we ain't always on our square. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the same with cheating. A lot of people don't think that they're going to get caught. Or two, um, some people even mix up the whole formula, you know, where there is, you know, the said philosophy, don't mess with nobody that don't got just as much to, to lose, lose as you. you. Um, and even then, that's a 50-50. Yeah. They may have a lot to lose, but that don't mean that that person care about losing it. No. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I get it, you know, like we go through those channels, you know, to create more of a security gate around us. But at the same time, it's like it's, it's, it's getting dicey. And what a main piece of advice that someone told me when I first got married, um, he said, sir, don't ever get into the position where another man's telling you when you can see your kids. Don't ever get in the position. My Lord. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> You're stupid. But he told me that. He said, why would you put yourself over another female? Why would you put yourself in a position where you can't even lay in your own bed? You can't see your kids. You have to uh, get a court order. Um, money's coming out of your pocket because you can't control yourself. You have to control the dog in you and say, look, if you're ready to get married, get married and then be committed to that woman. Now that sounds like something Dickie Daniels would say. He would always tell me that. He's like, <laughs> if, if you're going to go around here and you're going to treat my daughter-in-law like this, don't put your feet under my table. Don't yeah. come by. Don't treat my grandkids and the future generation like that. Your father is a man's man. He's. A, I, I, I love, love that man. I love him. Full of so much wisdom. Shout out to my dad. Shout Dickie out to Dickie Daniels. Good dude. Good dude. Well, I think we've gone over quarter events. What do you think about that, Vince? Uh, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, very great dialogue. All right, great dialogue. So, we want to get on to the topic. The topic is what's beef. And this came to me because I was actually having a conversation with you. And I was saying to you, um, I've always been, and I asked the guy to work on me because I'm petty. And I admit it, I'm petty. Like, if you do something sideways to me, it's going to bother me. And I'm just going to, i either going to just let you have it or I'm going to ask God just to remove that person so that I can be at peace with everybody. But... I wanted to know what was the difference between having a grudge versus eliminating toxic people out of your life. Well, if I could uh, lead that part of the the discussion, um, holding a grudge is really nothing more than um, unforgiveness. Okay. Um, that that's really uh, what it is. It's basically refusing to grant somebody forgiveness. And I think where we fell, and this is where we mess up at, is um, that whole process is never about the other person. It's always for us. Right. Um, one thing that I've realized, and, and you said that you're super petty, I, I, I think I'm the opposite. 
Um, and I say that because um, I was watching a movie um, last night uh, on Netflix, Seven, with um, yeah, Morgan uh, yeah. Freeman. Classic. Um, and at the end, the guy that they have been hunting for spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't seen seven just fast forward go oh, ahead. sorry <laughs> he um uh, killed his wife mm-hmm. and morgan freeman kept pleading with um what's his name brad brad pitt brad pitt he kept pleading with brad pitt and he said don't do it don't kill him put your gun down if if you kill him, then he wins because you're doing exactly what it is that he wanted you to do. And when we are at odds with other people and they want to get a rise or a reaction out of us and we give in, they're winning because we're doing exactly what they want us to do. So for me, because I like to remain in control of me, how I act, how I respond, and um, to how I carry myself. Right. I don't ever want to give somebody that much power over me to control how I'm perceived and, and, and change my character. Right. You know, um, so it's like for me, it's like, I don't hold grudges. Like, if you know better, you'll do better. I don't hold grudges either. I, I don't. Yes, you do. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm messing I, with I, you. I, no, but it's, it's <laughs> fact. I don't like holding grudges because, like you said, it's allowing someone to walk around rent free in your head. Absolutely, it's allowing someone to control your emotion. Mm-hmm. But I am huge, huge on eliminating toxic people. I think sometimes we have clashing spirits. Not saying that I'm a bad person or you're a bad person, but there's something that when we come together, we don't mesh very well. You know, even with situations like that, um, one thing that I had to learn to do is um, I understand I can't have certain conversations with everybody. Yes, sir. I understand that there are certain discussions or debates and things like that that I can't enter into with everybody. I also understand, too, that there's some conversations that I have to mentally prepare for because I know, <laughs> you know it's not going to be good. I know man. that it's not going to be good. And I know, I, I know my audience. Right. You know, and that is so important. Know who you with. Know who you labor amongst. Know who. Absolutely. It's knowing who I labor amongst. So it's like when I know who I labor amongst, certain things can't tick me off because I already know. Like, what do I look like getting mad over something that I already know? Yeah. If I already know that you petty and that you're going to take jabs at me, what do I look like getting upset? Or if I already know that you're bitter and that you're going to take jabs at me, like, what do I look like giving you the satisfaction of actually sitting there getting upset where I, at this point, realize that you have a problem within yourself that you need to sort out? Which it is. A lot of times it is people that have issues within themselves. But from where I'm coming from is, granted, I'm... 
we shouldn't walk around with chips on our shoulders talking about, oh, yeah, if they mess with me, I'm going to do this, 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 this. But like you said, I know there's certain people, like, give an example. There was a, a, a brother um, who I, I used to go to church with that every time I saw him, he used to try to charge me up. He used to always say crazy stuff, do crazy stuff, try to embarrass me in front of groups of people. And I finally got to myself, I'm like, you know, I, I was getting upset. And I'm just like, dude, if this dude says one more word. One more. It's, just, it's on and popping. But then <laughs> I had to use wisdom. I had to let the Holy Spirit minister to me. And it got to the point where um, I tried not. I tried to avoid him because I tried to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I tried to say, hey, I'm not a big fan when you do X, Y, Z. This is how it makes me feel when you do this. And he was like, well, I'm going to do it regardless. And so I got to the point where you're not respecting what it is that I'm telling you. So maybe it's best that we not mesh together. I'm not saying I, mm-hmm. if I saw you on the side of the road with this flat tire, I would help you. If you need prayer, whatever, it's cool. But me and you being friends or me and you hanging out or being, it's not going to work. But that's the thing, though. I don't think that you have to. I don't think that every everybody isn't. Just because I talk to you or socialize with you does not make you a friend of mine. You know, just because um, we're in a mutual setting doesn't make you a friend of mine. Right. You know, um, or we because we work together, it doesn't make you a friend of mine. That's why you're a co worker right <laughs> that's why <laughs> we work together <laughs> we work together that's why uh uh you are uh you know my cousin or my auntie oh that's why the brothers know, and sisters in christ because it, exactly you because can't change your brothers and sisters but you don't say friend exactly you know because when you start entering into certain titles it it, it gives you certain access yeah and when everybody doesn't have that access to me you know a, a co-worker isn't going to have the same access as a friend right a auntie or a cousin isn't going to have the same access as a mother you know or a sister or a brother mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like that access changes so it's like we're connected per se but it doesn't necessarily mean that you gain access to me. Right. Certain conversations I'm not like, going to have not with privy you. To. You know, it's like you're not privy to certain information. You're not allowed to ask me certain questions. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, it, that's just how. This is how I roll. <laughs> that's how I operate. That's not where. You know, and that's not being stuck up, arrogant or anything like that. But that's how I protect my peace and how I protect my space. And it helps me to not have to cut, you know, so many people off. Honestly, I don't cut anybody off unless we had a, a major. real major conflict, like where we like probably duked it out or you disrespecting my mama. <laughs> don't mess with Don't mess, don't with, mess with my mama. mama. Don't mess with this man's mama, please. I I, I love that woman. Yeah. Um, I love my sisters, my nephews, my nieces. You know, and it's like there's certain people you know in my life they're they're non-negotiables you know like you you can't cross that line you know and it's like if you cross that line that's when you entered into dangerous territory right but as for anything else like man whatever anybody got time for that so uh, that leads to my next question which I, i'm thinking about this topic and i've gotten to not debates but just heated discussions as christians do we have i know we have to love everybody but 
do we have to like everybody? Um, no, no. Um, honestly, uh, I love the Lord, okay. and I and I love God's people. Um, but I don't like everybody. Yeah. Or I, I guess it's the same thing. I usually use the term I don't care for. But you know what? Let me rewind that back. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say I don't like everybody. I don't like certain things about certain about people. everybody. I, and I, I, and I, they I may not like that. certain things about, about me. me. And that's cool. That's cool. I have no issue with that. There's certain things about me I don't even like. But at the end of the day, it's about not allowing others. It, we just have to be honest with ourselves. There's certain things people do that we don't care for. And some people are disrespectful. They have attitudes. They have things that causes us just to, that rubs us the wrong way. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I love you with the love of God. I'm praying for you. If uh, you know, I don't want any ill will for you at all. But there's certain things about your spirit that I'm not a fan of. Personality conflicts, and that's normal. And it's normal. It is so normal. But at the same time, too, you know, um, because I can't change people, I work so hard, bro, like to change the way I respond. Right. Like real talk, and we got to change. My, my dad told me something that made a lot of sense one day. He said, "Son, you have to teach people how to treat you. Um, you have to teach people what boundaries. I, I'm big. I'm really big on having boundaries because if you never have boundaries, people don't know when they offend you. When they cross the line with you and i believe you're lying to somebody you got to treat people how to teach uh uh, teach people how to treat you 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 have to because if i don't tell you that you're making me upset or you're disrespecting me then i'm lying to you Mm -hmm. if i'm smiling and you're kicking dirt in my face then no that's on me but when i tell you at least you know you know he kept the real don't i'm not saying cuss nobody out i'm not saying spit in their face smack them or anything but just say look i really don't like it when you do this and if you do this again, then maybe it's best for us not to communicate anymore. Boom. Simple. Done. I like you. Are you cool. I love you. But there's certain things I'm not going to tolerate. I can dig it. I mean, and I think that's fair. You know, I think we all should have boundaries. Um, at work, I have boundaries. There's certain things I'm not going to do. There's certain things you cannot say to me and get away with it. Even at church. I have Talk boundaries. It. Talk about it. Um, give me an example. I, <laughs> <laughs> example, bro. You got to give me an example. You know, even at church, um, as it relates to uh, allocating my time, I have boundaries. I do not allow everybody to pray for me. I do not allow everybody to speak into my life. Mm. You know, um, I, I just don't allow it. Um, you can come and you can try. You know, and I might even let you get your whole sentence out. But if something doesn't resonate in my spirit, um, I'm not going to act like I receive it. Right. It's a no. I would tell you, thank you. God bless you. Or keep praying, <laughs> you know, but um, you you, you got to protect that. Yeah. You know, and it's like I, I, I set boundaries for things like that. Or um, two, um, you cannot call me um, like whenever you want to. 
and think that I just drop what I do mm. and just, you know, it's like, uh, well, ministry calls. Now, if somebody's, you know, sick and afflicted or in a hospital or, you know, something of that sort, I'm always available. Right. Um, you know, um, when I can, at least I'll say that. But as it relates to, you know, you just want to randomly start and discuss projects and different things like that. Nope. No, let's schedule some time. Let's have a meeting, but not at 10 p.m. Yes, sir. <laughs> I hate meetings. Impromptu meeting. First of all, I hate meetings. First of all, I hate meetings altogether. I hate impromptu meetings. I hate meetings about meetings. I hate meetings that will not get us to a justified end. I, I'm huge on, like you said, allocating my time. If I'm giving you my time, th- that's one resource I can never get back. Mm-hmm. It's not like money or anything else. Everyone has 24 hours a day. I have to use mine most efficiently as possible. Absolutely. And if you want to sit there and talk about a bunch of foolishness, you can miss me with that. On baby. <laughs> and no. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I... This is a good discussion because we don't have conversations. I've always grown up saying, oh, you just do whatever everybody wants you to do. You just love everybody. You have to like them. If they do something wrong, just turn the other cheek, which is cool. But Jesus had, when when, when they were coming up into the temple and selling doves, guess what he did? He got himself a whip, and he ch- put the, the people who were changing money at the temple, got them up out of there. I'm not saying to get a whip. Please don't think that I'm saying about fighting or anything, but you have to have boundaries of what you can and cannot allow people to do in your life. That's real. I agree with that. You better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. You know what? They love you until you disagree with them. You got I'll, t- right. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> Man, and, and, and you have a right to disagree with folks. That's a big thing. You're entitled to your opinion. No person is the same. Uh, Tasha Cobbs, uh, I was listening to something that she said actually this morning. She said, if we were all the same, then we can live without each other. But because we're different, that makes it impossible for us to live without one another. Right. Because we need each other. That's true. You know, um, and I don't want nobody thinking like me. I love to be challenged. Right. Healthy challenge. Healthy challenge. You know, because there are some people that try to challenge you to try to make you look foolish. But I love to be challenged. Right. Like, I love asking questions. Me too. I love after you give me an answer, I'm asking additional questions. And people get frustrated and they look at it as an attack, and it's like it's not an attack. I'm asking because I love to get an understanding. Right. You know, and um, I try not to comment on things that I don't understand. If we had that same mindset, I think life would be much easier. Um, I ask questions, too. If I don't understand something, don't mm-hmm. think I'm trying to be disrespectful I just don't understand. But why do people always take that as disrespect? Yeah, well, well, you just do what I tell you to. No, no, it's like, man, no, I, that don't work. That That's don't work. for master now. And, like, <laughs> and, and, and with this generation coming up, with the millennial generation coming up, we have to understand they're going to ask a lot more questions because they have access to more information. They have access to the Internet, to the Bible, to all those things. They're educated. They're doing all these great things. They're in... Fortune 500 companies where they're asked to be analytical and to do those things. When they come to church, they're bringing those same skill sets into the church, and we have to understand, when we're asking them to do something, give them a plan of what it is that you want them to do. Say, hey, we want to put a sign out. This is how we're going to get to it. Can you assist me in doing it? And I bet you things will work out much much better. But when you just say, oh, just do what I tell you to do, they're going to say, uh, nope. So 
name a young person that'll <laughs> that operates like that. You do what I tell you to do. Like that don't work. That's a new day, man. That's a new day. People want people want an uh, explanation. They want to understand. You right. Know? So when we are dealing with people, how do we handle people that just get under our skin? How do we deal with them, man? Who? Um, <laughs> He's like nails in the chalkboard. Honestly, um, I walk away, and then I come back to it at a later time. Um, and that's the honest to God truth. Um, I walk away from so much, mm-hmm. and I digress, and I remove myself from the situation because – I don't ever want to speak something that I can't take back. You're preaching, sir. You know, and that that's so dangerous because our words can speak life or it can kill. It can kill people. And I always want to be a life speaker. Right. You know, and um, I really table things or even at work when I get an email and I want to let them know how they got me Ooh. 10 types of messed up. Um. I read it. I read it again. I read it with an attitude. I read it it in peace. I read it with the spirit of the Lord. Oh yeah. I read it like you know. Okay, let 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 me take a step back. Let me go to lunch first. (laughs) Let let me go to lunch. You know what? I actually had a situation at work one time where I literally did have to go to lunch. Mm -hmm. I went to lunch. Let me let me think about this over a bean burrito. No, bro, I went to lunch because when I tell you I wanted to flip a desk over, like that's how angry a situation had gotten me. Bro. Like, bro, I literally went to lunch and I came back and I was cool. Cool as a fan. Then, then I was cool as a fan. And can we let, let, let's examine <laughs> that real quick? Because I think if we just take a moment to just breathe, mm-hmm. just take a tactical breath. We're so we're too reactive. Too reactive. We're too reactive, um, and that's the thing. And, and and don't get me wrong, y'all. Like hear hear me when I say this. It's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's a taught behavior. It's not just something that you necessarily just pick up. Like you got to be intentional about it. You got to be intentional about your peace. You do. Like you have to. Like that's why a lot of stuff don't bother me because i'm intentional about my peace protecting your peace protecting my peace i'm intentional about protecting my peace because i can't control you Ooh, but i can control, I can control me. me i'm not gonna wild out i'm not gonna wild out i'm just gonna control me because sometimes you know what in that moment at work when i was bro when i tell you i was heated mm-hmm. i had to leave oh, God. and i had to say to myself myself said hmm Hold on. Said Vince, bro, you need this job. Right. Bro, you got bills. <laughs> bro, you got goals that you're trying to accomplish. You know your mortgage due next week. Yep. You know that you gotta make, <laughs> you know you gotta make that car payment. <laughs> like, bro, you know that that you that you was planning on going on a vacation and and, 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 and that you need to <laughs> be able to, you know, sustain the lifestyle Afford that you it. that you created for yourself. Yes. You know, so it's like I have to talk myself through it and say, you know what, Vince, though you are angry and mad and upset, what is more important? What's the bigger picture? Proving a point 
or protecting your assets. Mm. And I said, you know what? Because that, that's the trick of the enemy. Yes, it is. The enemy will make you do some crazy stuff and, uh, and ruin everything that you work so hard for. In one moment. In one moment. Of one moment when you lost self-control. Just in a moment. Isn't it crazy how one minute of a bad decision can ruin what it took you 30 years to build in just one minute. Man. Think about that. One minute. One minute. Can ruin years what it took you years to accomplish. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. Off of one minute. Sleepless nights. Times that you wanted to give up, but you made it there. But over one minute. And even if you look over even the current events that we were talking about, Brother Jesse, Brother Kelly, Brother Tristan, everything that they worked for could possibly be shattered off of not having self-control. Now, now what they did was in a couple hours. Yeah, it was <laughs> Yeah, it took a little all bit jokes. longer than one minute. All jokes, we all love. But all that can be destroyed off of just a bad decision. So... I think protecting your peace, um, walking away, and I'm not going to sit under someone that's going to cause me to ruin my peace. But in that, but in oh, in that last thing, oh, I just wanted to say this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Just because you walk away does not mean that you don't go back and address the situation. No. I want to be clear on that. Please do. Because it's one thing to just walk away and let whatever be be. But there's another thing to walk away and go back with a clear head, mm-hmm. heart, and mind and address, address the, the situation and the issue then because it is so important to reach a resolve. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that last piece that, out there. I'm big on that. I'm big on um, – and that's and that even goes into – we were talking about um, how to mend broken relationships. Sometimes, whether it be a spouse, a friend, or whatever – when you're in the heat of the moment and you're mad and you're upset, the words that you say, you can't take those things back. And I never want to be in a position where I say something that will shatter who you are, who what God had created you to be. But we have to know that whatever we do, we have to be a clear head. Mm-hmm. Take a few seconds. That's real. Go to lunch. Go to lunch. Go to the bathroom. Yes. Pray. Uh, uh, go to the fellowship hall. I mean, like, you know what? We ain't jiving right now. Let me go into the fellowship hall and talk to some people. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you then. Because when we don't do that, we do it out of anger. And the Bible says to it's okay to be angry, but it's not sin cool not. to sin not. You can't sin. You can't slap people and beat people up, even if you have beef with them. But the last thing we're going to talk about before we wrap this thing up is how can you show love? Show love is the Christian way. How do you do that? How do you show love to those who have disrespected you, who have caused a riff, or who have done things that have just totally just throw you off your game? Um, you know, when it comes to showing love, um, I just revert back to the five love languages. And um the two that um 
comes to mind is uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's quality time. Um, or for some, I'll throw a third one in there, the giving of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that gift might be my presence. You got that right? <laughs> yeah. No, all jokes, all jokes. But, um, you know, if if they did something good, celebrate them. Yeah. Rather if it's commenting on their post on Facebook, sharing that post, or if they had a speaking engagement, be intentional about maybe going to support or yeah, showing up or yeah. showing your face, you know, or, um, you know, celebrating small victories with them. Like that helps to start bridging the gap. Um, quality quality time that could be you know going and supporting you know like an initiative or something of that sort but the thing is um once again got to be intentional got to be very intentional got to be very intentional got to be very look even though we may have had issues in the past i want the best for you absolutely i want god to bless you like he's blessing me and I want to see you blessed. And I'm praying for your blessings. And I'm going to support whatever positive stuff you're doing. I want to support. Because the truth of the matter is if we all would just sit down and talk, we'll realize it was all but nothing more than a misunderstanding. It is. That's all. All we need is a conversation. A conversation. I think Biggie and Tupac would still be here if they had a conversation. Absolutely. I think a lot of people would still be on this earth if we just had a simple five, ten minute conversation. Absolutely. And I used to say, hey, just give me five minutes to box you. But now being on the Lord's side, though, no, you can't do that. Mm, but glory. Oh, glory. But we can at least talk about it. Absolutely. And we can yell, scream, and once we're done, we're done. And that's it. That's it. And then go get something to eat afterward. Absolutely. Your treat. Hey, my, I owe you dinner, don't I? You do. <laughs> ah, you picked the place. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. But we understand that um, we have talked about a lot on this second episode of The Real Deal. I thank God for my brother coming through again, Vince Lamar. Vince, can you just give them all your socials one more time so they can come out and support you and then uh, push your vision even further, my brother? Like I did the last time. You know, I got to turn that radio <laughs> voice on. Go ahead, my brother. So, <laughs> so stupid. Follow me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and I just created a Twitter account. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. At Vince Lamar Clothing Air. Website is www.vincelamar.com. You can follow my personal page at Vincent Mac. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Mac underscore and uh, follow me. I'll be happy to give you a follow back and um, peace, love and blessings. All right. Well, like I said, we talked about a lot. I love this brother. I love everything he's doing. We always have good. Love you too, bro. Love you too, man. We we always get together. And See, talk. men don't men don't share that enough. Exactly. They don't say that enough. It don't you, make bro. you soft. It don't make you weak. I love you too, man. Exactly. Okay, don't say it no more now. <laughs> now I'm messing with you. Don't say it to my face. <laughs> but um, we're thankful for you. Uh, we thank you for being on the second episode. Like I always said, Mike is always open to this young brother whenever he wants to come through and sit down and talk and chat with us. Um, this is again uh, episode number two of. If the truth be told, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, any place where you get your podcasts at. We're also on Facebook at the Truth Be Told Podcast. 
check us out, episode one, and then you can check this one out, and then we're going to be coming back every two weeks with something fresh so you can listen to. This podcast is for millennials who are trying to find their way back to God through this jungle called life. We love you. We wish you many blessings, and take care of one another.